Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Cindy. And we're your Rambling Rambling Roses. Roses. Coming to you from the rose capital of America, Tyler, Texas. On this podcast, we'll share a behind-the-scenes look at the characters and stories that make up the Tyler culture. And Cindy, summer is here, and I'm so excited about the guests that we have today because we have Hayes Caldwell from the Caldwell Zoo here in Tyler, Texas, and this is one of my family's favorite attractions here in Tyler. We actually have the zoo membership, so we can go anytime, and we've taken my son since he was three months old, and he loves it. And true true story here, just a couple of days ago, my son, he said, Mommy, I'm sad. And I said, well, baby, why are you sad? And he said, I miss the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and and let me tell you, it's only been a couple weeks since we went to the zoo last. So <laughs> yeah, so we ju- we just love the zoo as a way to get out and about. What do you? Yeah, what? I have great memories. My kids are thirty seven and thirty four now, but um, when they were little, we went to the zoo. That's what you know. It was uh, a great place to just go go during the summer, and mm-hmm. we would go regularly up until. I think through junior high even, and I think if they came back now, they'd probably still be interested in going out there. It's just, it's a wonderful place. You know, we're so fortunate. It's 85 acres, features animals from all over the world, and our Caldwell Zoo is accredited by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, and they're also a member of the World Association of Zoos and Aquariums. So we're just super excited to have you here today, Hayes, and welcome to the show. Good. Thank you for having me. Sure. And why don't you give us a little background on you? You know, you from here and... Yes, I, Your story. I am a Tyler native and uh, grew up here, Spent have spent most of my life at the zoo, mm-hmm. one form or another. I started working there in the summers when I was 14 years old. Wow. And uh, so I went to uh, Texas Tech University and graduated with a, a degree in park administration in 1972. Mm-hmm. Came back to work here full time and then in 1976 became the director and have fulfill that role ever since then very cool so the zoo has a really interesting beginning can you tell us kind of that story yeah how the zoo got started it it is an interesting story uh my uncle dk caldwell started the zoo and it actually started in his backyard over on bonner street he loved children his whole life and didn't marry until late in life so he had no children of his own but uh in the i guess in the 40s he partnered with the association of university women and the tyler parks department and they began the first preschool program in tyler at his home Mm -hmm. oh wow so that that was kind of an, an interesting beginning almost from the beginning he he knew he loved children and and children love animals so he began uh, innocently enough collecting a few animals for the kids to enjoy. And the story goes, uh, they started out with a, a leftover Easter bunny and some, <laughs> some ducks and, you know, a few domestic animals like that. And then as time went on, he uh, got a little more adventuresome. And uh, the next thing you know, they had, they had a few uh, macaws and uh, then ventured into 
getting some small primates, I think some spider monkeys and capuchin monkeys, and <laughs> and then even branched out and got an alligator. And he oh, and wow. he, he worked with uh, some of the other zoos, Dallas and Fort Worth, that were close by and, and kind of yeah. helped him guided him in that endeavor now what are the neighbors thinking about this because he's like <laughs> yeah. in a neighborhood right yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely well then that's the next chapter of the, of the whole story <laughs> he married uh when he was in i guess he was probably in his 60s and this would have been right around 1950 and he married the librarian from tyler junior college lottie ray oh and one day, probably, this was not too long after they got married, probably a year or so afterwards, she called him at the office one day and said, DK, you need to come home. <laughs> and so being the uh, dutiful husband that he, that he was, and his office was in this building where we're recording today, uh, he went home and uh, noticed there were probably a dozen or so people wandering through his backyard enjoying the animals. <laughs> wow. And so that's when they des- made the decision that, that they probably ought to move the zoo to another location. <laughs> than the backyard. Yeah. So the, then the zoo was, uh, was built uh, originally out on, he had some farmland in northwest Tyler. It was about 125 acres. So... He, I think he utilized the, the labor of one of the play school teachers' husband, who was a welder, oh. and they fashioned uh, the first uh, cages and exhibits that, that uh, we had out there. And so the, the zoo in its present location opened to the public in 1953. Wow. wow. And, uh, and interestingly enough, when it first opened, it was a, it was a seasonal operation, and it was mm-hmm. open from April through October. And it was open only in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, okay. Took the caretakers all the time in, in the morning to get things cleaned up and animals fed and ready for the day. So it started out, you know, being an a afternoon uh, establishment for the people to enjoy. Uh, so from there, I guess uh, in 1969, uh, there was a... There was some vandalism that occurred at the zoo. Some young people broke into the zoo at night and killed several animals, that, primarily domestic animals that were there in the zoo. And that Aww. that really got people's attention. And, yeah. and so the, a lot of the school children around the Tyler area wanted to don- donate some money. And, and I believe the story goes that they brought... I think it was like fifteen hundred dollars that that, oh, that wow. school kids in the area had yeah. gathered, and he was so touched by that, he wanted to do something really special. So he, uh, at the time, was was able to uh, partner with Six Flags over Texas, who brought a baby elephant to Six Flags every other year, and it just oh. happened to be the year I think this was in nineteen seventy, the year that they were due to get another baby elephant. So. They brought in two, and one came to the Caldwell Zoo. Oh, oh wow! That's and that so was nice. Baby Kimbo. She was thirty-six inches tall when she arrived, and oh. still on a bottle, and just cute as could be. So, uh, in nineteen seventy-two, I graduated from school, and like I said, and came back and, and began working full time, and and then uh, things were beginning to change in in 
the country there were there were a lot of uh, legislative uh, initiatives such as Endangered Species Act, uh, Animal Welfare Act, uh, several other laws that were coming into into being. So things were changing in the zoo world, if you will, and and so. In 1974, we engaged with a, our a zoo planning firm to do the first master plan for the zoo. We made the decision then that we either we either to abide by the new standards that we need to either get in the zoo business or we need to get out. So fortunately, we we made the decision to jump in with both feet and and uh, did our first master plan and. Uh, for the zoo, and we completed that that project in 1976. From there, the the first uh, project in the master plan was obviously for an ever-growing elephant. We needed a new elephant exhibit. <laughs> yes. she was she had yes. outgrown her quarters and was ever-growing, and and so we needed to to uh, kind of fast track that. So that that original uh, elephant exhibit is located where the the rhino exhibit is today that mm -hmm. was that was yeah. kind of the first exhibit so we uh we opened that in 1977 uh shortly before mr caldwell's death so and then we've we've carried on uh ever since then the the zoo is is uh operated by the caldwell foundation which he had set up and mm -hmm. and so that's how how we continue to operate today with the with the help of our, our visitors and, and the foundation, we're able to maintain the facility that we have today. Yeah, and it's it's a beautiful facility. It That's is. that We hear this over and over from people who visit the Caldwell Zoo. In right. fact, my, my father-in-law, he they moved from the Houston area mm -hmm. to Tyler um, several years ago, about 20 years ago. And he said that the first time they took their boys, my, my husband, to the zoo, they were like, you know, Tyler's smaller than Houston, right. like setting them up for it's not going to be a big zoo, yeah. like set your expectations low. And they were blown away yeah. because it's just such a beautiful zoo. I really feel like, and I've gone out there with the zoo membership, I can get in anytime. So mm -hmm. I've gone out there just by myself just to like walk around sure. and you know just like you would in a park but you really kind of feel like you're in the habitats right. that mm -hmm. they're natural habitats yeah. there and as i mean it's summer it's texas there's a lot of shade in the zoo right. which is super nice and um, but we hear that over and over and over again just how beautiful the tyler zoo is versus some of mm -hmm. the other zoos sure that's nice to hear we we hear that pretty regularly from several of our guests as well so we we appreciate that that's great how many elephants are out there now we actually have three elephants now okay uh, we have three african elephants uh the matriarch of the group is is tanya she's 43 years old and you may recall in 2019 we brought in a couple of young males that were born at the san diego safari park in California. Now they're celebrities, right? Because that story was on TV. Is <laughs> that's that right? right? That's right. Their their transportation here. Yeah, yeah. That was that was one of the features in the the zoo, the San Diego <laughs> version of that. So that was quite an undertaking. It was about three years in the in the planning, and we wanted to make sure everything just went just right. And the 
several staff members from San Diego came and spent about a week with us and with the with the uh, elephants once they arrived and and they have really transitioned successfully and that's awesome. They've been a great addition to the zoo. I think another thing that that our visitors are blown away by is just the variety of animals out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have zebras and giraffes and rhinos and right. tigers, tigers and, and bears. bears. Oh my. <laughs> And I'm sure that takes some planning. So how do you determine what animals you bring in or how do you obtain them? Which ones you breed? Yeah. 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 Well, there's a lot of questions there, and I'll see if I can (laughs) answer them all. But but basically, in that original master plan, we focused on three geographic areas, South America, North America, and Africa. And that kind of sets the tone of of what type of animals we want to get. So we've we've concentrated on that over the years. The, the other thing that we we're known for is these natural habitats. We try to show the predator prey relationship between oh. different species, and so we've we've tried to accomplish that. All of basically all of our animals come from other zoos now, and we're all. Again, as a member of the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, we have specific breeding programs for probably 500 different species of animals. And so we participate in these breeding programs, and and, uh, program leaders make recommendations based on genetics, you know, who who needs to breed what, uh, which animals you need to maybe send to another place or receive Mm -hmm. from another place. It's really a collaborative effort on all zoos' part to uh, maintain our resident animals, and we all work together and ensure that that we have animals going into the future. So in a former life of mine, one of my first jobs out of um, college, I worked at Animal Kingdom, Disney's Mm -hmm. Animal Kingdom, and I really learned a lot more of the behind the scenes that people don't know about zoos. Like you said, it's not just, you know, you guys at Caldwell Zoo decided you wanted to have a baby giraffe and you have a baby giraffe. It's really a collaboration Mm -hmm. amongst all the zoos. And I think there's kind of that misconception that zoos are just here for entertainment or something like that with the animals. But it's really about conservation and doing right by the animals and the earth and zoos are the reasons that some animals have not gone extinct sure. yet that's right um, which is a really powerful statement yeah. you know and um, that people i don't think always know the all all that goes into sure. planning a zoo from the landscaping to the diets to yeah. the breeding and what <laughs> animals you have it's a lot yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely and let's talk about babies yeah. because i always joke i i run the social media here at visit tyler and i always joke that i just go back and forth between roses and a baby giraffe yeah. then roses and <laughs> a baby giraffe yeah <laughs> because those are always my most popular sure. post and we've had a couple baby giraffes the past couple of years we right? have yeah we, have. Yeah. we had a, our most recent one was uh, was born uh, last summer in, in june actually this month she just turned a year old and that was uh, quite a story in and of itself because we had to hand raise her and if, if people want to know more about the the story of Zena June then you can go to the Caldwell Zoo website and there's a video that 
tells it's that amazing. whole story. Yeah. And it shows what a team effort it is. Yep. I mean, you have a great staff and how invested they are in the animals and, and their well-being and taking care of them. Yeah. And I would highly suggest people go check out that story. It was it was really, really neat to watch that process. It is. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Being and there in person and seeing all of the uh, – the dedication of those keepers and and you know it was around the clock effort and a collaborative effort mm-hmm. uh, with some other zoos uh, providing us some blood plasma to help kickstart her and and it was just a, a, an amazing time in the history of Caldwell's and I saw that and that uh, goes back to your point and that was a reticulated giraffe which Correct. they are dwindling in numbers yes so yes. there there again is the preservation That's right. that the zoo provides That's right. And we, we, you know, one of the things that we try to do is, is connect our visitors with wildlife and help build that empathy and hopefully urge them to, to uh, do, do right by conservation and, and preservation of animals. And, and we try to provide them opportunities or resources where they can, they can donate and, and help survival of wildlife in the wild. I like yeah. what you said, Holly, because it's, um, it's not just entertainment. And if people can understand that side of the story, that it's preservation sure. and taking care of these animals, you know, that I think they'll get more invested. It right. And I mm. think here in Tyler, because Caldwell Zoo has such a place in the community that the residents around here really take take um, a vested interest in these animals and sure. them growing up baby Lulu was another giraffe that right. we had was born just a couple of weeks after my son was born yeah. so baby Lulu had a special <laughs> place in in our hearts and then you guys do things that um, education wise educate the community and your visitors sure. on that conservation and what we can do as individuals to help that effort yeah. as well as bringing us in on naming babies or, (laughs) you know, when the anaconda got her new condo, that was a big deal, big news here in Tyler. So I really just love, we always say that the zoo animals are, our locals go out to the zoo and meet some of our locals, you know, and, and I think that's how, how much the zoo has impacted the community that it really is a community effort. Sure. Yeah, we we try to involve the the community as much as possible because that is the you know the whole future of the zoo is we want it to be the community zoo mm-hmm. and with with some of our residents out there that makes it and like you just mentioned it makes it pretty easy that people do get invested in them and keep up with them and and that's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. You have some programs that allow kids or grown-ups even and now a new teenage program that you've started yes talk a little bit about those programs and how it gets the community even more involved absolutely well right now we we have our summer camps going on and they'll run from june in into august we actually this year we weren't sure where we would be with covid and all that situation but we were were able to to put our camps on again this year and they they sold out within i don't know couple of weeks of registration it was phenomenal people are really wanting to get out and and you know get outdoors and and so we've done these summer camps for for years and and it's something that really i think goes to the essence and the philosophy of dk caldwell and what we're trying to accomplish out there is, is bring young people in and 
show them a good time, but uh, but at the same time, let teach them about wildlife and while they're having fun doing it. Yeah. And so uh, we're doing that. We've got, I think, it's over. I think it's over 200 campers involved this spring. And, and so wow. for the for the first time, we decided that the next step in that progression is we want to continue to grow that summer camp is to start a new teen volunteer program mm. and so we did that for the first time this year and that's been very successful it's it's been highly competitive we've <laughs> I, I bet we've were got, there only so many spots available there were only so many spots available and we had oh, i know it was over i know that they, they go through an interview process just like it's a job oh, nice. and so uh, we had over 50 something interviews wow so we we think we got some really good team volunteers and they're learning and and the the younger kids look up to them mm-hmm. and it's it's again it's a fun time for everyone and our our staff really enjoys doing that every summer that's one of the highlights that we look into so what's some of the responsibilities those kids have then well as they, a volunteer they're just there? helping the, the staff and 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 kind of ride herd on the kids and lead them in in some of the activities <laughs> uh-huh. throughout the yeah. zoo i mean it's not a classroom situation by any, <laughs> any, hey, any you gotta script. herd yeah. herd the children <laughs> that's right, that's right. And, and basically get down and 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 enjoy the activities with them and, and lead them through some of the different activities that they do. So some of the other things that, that uh, we've started just in the last couple of years, uh, we're, we're trying to uh, incorporate some animal encounters oh. where these are, these are special behind-the-scenes tours. Right now we mm-hmm. do a, uh, a penguin encounter and a black bear encounter. Yeah. And what that involves is in the, in the penguin encounter because the it's a kind of a confined space we limit it to four people usually you know it's usually a family group and they actually go into the habitat with the keepers and and get to have an encounter with the penguins and that's fine and oh, so that's that would be cool that <laughs> has been a huge success and they they feed the penguins in in there and the keepers t- tell them all about penguins and that sort of thing same kind of thing with the black bears we can do a few more uh people in in that encounter because it's a an outdoor venue if you will mm-hmm. and, the, and the staff talks about the black bear ecology and history and then uh shows show the uh the visitors the some of the training that goes into how they they uh, maintain the the animals and some of the ways that uh, that they do treat the animals and and so it's a, it's a real interesting encounter yeah, people cool. are fun. really enjoy it yeah and then you can feed the giraffes as well absolutely oh, yeah which That's we love fun. that is that is a, one of the real highlights I think yeah. of the zoo people get the opportunity to actually feed giraffe lettuce and uh, and their tongues. Are yeah, so long. That's, so right. Long. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and and they get an opportunity to really be eyeball to eyeball with each yeah. other. Uh, you know, you don't get to do that every day for sure. No, that's definitely a fun experience. We always, I, I mean, we have the zoo membership, which which saves us money on our tickets. But what we don't spend on tickets, we spend on lettuce to feed the <laughs> giraffes. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. <laughs> so those giraffes are well fed when my family yeah. comes. I can remember. When that first opened, we did a sneak preview yeah. of it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, as a staff, we went out there, and 
they were so timid. You know, they, mm. the giraffes oh, yeah. did not know what to do. Yeah. And, and finally, when they realized <laughs> you had food, you know, they started coming yeah. up. Are that is more? A, that is no more. That's yes. Right. That, oh, yeah. that is no more. They see that, you come up on the stand. That's there. right. They, they will, come running they up. Comes, <laughs> they come toward they you. They will meet you halfway. <laughs> and I'm going to give just like a little shameless plug right here. We actually at Visit Tyler have a pass called the Adventure and Outdoor Pass mm-hmm. that you can download for free. And on that pass, Caldwell Zoo is on there, and you get free Feed the Giraffes for one time. So download that app, the Adventure and Outdoor Pass, on our website, visittyler.com, and you can go and feed the giraffes for free and have that little that little animal encounter. That's fun. Yep, yep. So working with animals, you have to have, like, some kind of fun stories that you can tell us what (laughs) what are some interesting stories I mean honestly just learning what the animals eat is interesting like the meat popsicles and (laughs) the the grub worms and stuff are are interesting in and of itself but you have any fun fun animal stories I do I think excuse me one of my one of my favorite stories is in 19... 96 we received a bull elephant from san diego and his name was chico and chico was well known throughout the zoo world if you will he was a giant of an animal he, he weighed over fourteen thousand pounds oh gosh yeah but his personality was such that I don't know. It's hard to describe. You would you would think he wouldn't be afraid of anything, and he and he definitely wasn't afraid of anyone. I mean, <laughs> he was he was pretty dangerous to be around. But the our staff worked with him quite well. And but when he first arrived, he spent time. Well, he was in, put in the, in the elephant barn, and and after a section of the barn for a period of time for when we quarantined him. And then, then we began to introduce him into the habitat with the three female elephants we had at that time. And Chico did not want to go outside. <laughs> and if Chico didn't want to go outside, he didn't go outside. No. <laughs> so Nobody's forcing him. <laughs> that's right. And it was, it was funny. This went on for almost 30 days. Oh, man. And we enticed him. We kind of cut back on his diet a little bit and then offered him a little more food outdoors and (laughs) that didn't seem to move him real well and it was just like you're just such a big sissy (laughs) even though I know I know you would kill me (laughs) and finally one day we looked up and and we saw one of the female elephants, he didn't want to come outside, but she was bringing him hay into the barn. Oh. oh. <laughs> which is kind of unusual. So anyway, even so. women have to wait on the men in the animal kingdom. <laughs> it was in that situation. But he finally one he day. He convinced someone to yeah, help him out. Yeah. And he, I'll never forget this. One day he was, he adventured halfway out the door to go into his yard. And one of our staff members just, it was, just happened to happen, drove by with a, a tractor, a backhoe. And it shook him up so bad that he just stepped out into the yard all at once and then, then decided, okay, maybe this isn't so bad after all. 
and it was it was one of the funniest <laughs> things that, that has occurred and then and then then we learned that you know that it doesn't want rain a lot in san diego and when his habitat yard got wet he really didn't like getting his feet all muddy oh man <laughs> but he finally grew he was to pretty prissy he was pretty prissy <laughs> but he was you know if i had to pick one animal he was he was the most magnificent animal that that we've ever had out there and like i said he was he was known throughout the the zoo world and uh, we were just blessed to let him call the caldwell zoo home for a number of years well it must be hard to see animals come and go when you're a a zookeeper sometimes it is it is and they all do have personalities oh every different species of absolutely and every almost every individual they have the just yeah. like us. They have their own personalities, and you get to you get to read that no. personality, <laughs> learn how to work with them, and and the keepers obviously do a fantastic job, and and they do they do get a special bond with with the animals that they take care of. So, you know, there's there's lots of highs and there's some lows that you yeah. know it's just just life. But our keepers do a fantastic job. I don't know how you could. Not how you could work with animals and not get attached. Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like they're all your pets. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, well, we just visit and and we feel like they're all our pets. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're like grandparents. You can go home at night and leave them. <laughs> exactly. Them. Leave them. Yeah, we don't have to worry about feeding them or anything like that. That's, right. <laughs> That's good. So tell us the hours, sure. the times of the zoo. Yeah, we we open every day at nine a.m. And seasonally, from March through first of, through Labor Day, we close. They stop selling tickets about four o'clock, and you can stay in the zoo until five. And then, kind of the same, really about the same thing from September back around through March. They they usually stop selling tickets around three mm-hmm. or so at that time. But we're open every day except Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day, and New Year's Day. We're open every day except those three. Wow. Yeah. So what's next on the master plan? Do you have any, like a next phase or next development that you're going to start? We are. We're, we're looking into really the original footprint of the zoo is the South American section of the zoo. Mm-hmm. And it is due for big changes. Uh, we're, we're in the planning process right now to uh, redevelop that area. It, it's it's time and and some of those habitats are have lived their useful life and mm-hmm. and so we're going to we're going to update South America here hopefully in the next couple of years so that'll be something really exciting to look forward to will that include bringing in new animals it will it oh, will okay. yeah it just blows me away when you go to the zoo and you see them, all these animals up close is how strong and huge they are and and you just imagine them out in the wild right yeah you have these knuckleheads that try to get into their enclosures yeah yeah i don't know what don't do that yeah i don't either (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so how big is your staff out there our staff is we have 85 full-time staff members and it fluctuate a little bit between 85 and 90 but on the average, we'll have 85 full-time employees. And then this time of year, uh, you know, starting in the spring, when we really start getting busy, we'll we'll add probably another uh, 10 or so part-time 
employees. And then we also, this is, an, I think, an interesting program that we've been involved with for a number of years now is we have an internship program. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have, and it kind of follows the the school year, if you will. We have three different sessions of interns, fall, spring, and summer. And these interns are usually either they're college students or they may have recently graduated from college. And so they're they're gaining experience in, in uh, different areas. So we have internships in animal care, uh, veterinary services, horticulture, occasionally education. So we try to, to uh, give young people the opportunity to gain some experience and put something on their resume and it's it's so interesting we uh we post these just like it's a job opening which basically it is but we post that on the association's uh job listings and you would be amazed that it, within probably the first couple of hours we'll have over 50 applicants wow. from yeah. all over the country wow and yeah. so that's that's been good for our staff you know we we've getting young folks in here from all over the country and and they get to experience the beauty of east texas and yeah the heat and, <laughs> and uh, that's such an interesting program sure and occasionally right you know we'll have a we, we may have a job opening and if we have an intern that that'll you know fit that description and and if they're interested we'll we'll hire them for their their first jobs and we have a number of former interns that are on our staff now so that's great that's really neat so Cindy and I this is um, a little off off topic from the zoo but we like to ask a few rapid fire questions Uh from a a fellow Tylerite so we'll do that just uh, no pressure. Just <laughs> let, uh, let us know what you think. Do you prefer Tex-Mex or barbecue? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to say Tex-Mex. Okay. Do you have a favorite place here in Tyler? I actually like margaritas. Oh, we, we love do margaritas. Yes. 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 Margaritas, the restaurant, and the drink. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Favorite Tyler attraction other than your own? Oh, wow. I guess the Rose Garden. Yeah, that's just, biggie, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so beautiful out there, and you know, it's mm-hmm. it's got such a a long storied history that I think it's out obviously uh, right up there close to the zoo in my mind. Absolutely, for sure. What is your favorite childhood memory? <laughs> Going to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, that would probably be right there, I, and I can remember. When they were building that original zoo in 1952 and three, I was, you know, I was probably three, four years old right at that point in time. But I can remember going out there and then seeing the kind of rough construction of what it was. I really didn't know what it was, but then coming back home and my mom and I would play in the backyard and we'd start building our own little zoo in the backyard. So that, <laughs> that was one of my, my childhood memories that I'll always cherish. You were destined to be where you are today. I guess so. (laughs) I didn't know anything else. (laughs) Well, why don't you go ahead and tell us how can people find information about the zoo? Probably the easiest way is to uh, go to our website. We'll have all all sorts of information 
And your website is CaldwellZoo.com? www.CaldwellZoo.org. Dot org. Yes. CaldwellZoo.org. Yes. And then um, you have a really great presence on Instagram and social media as well to get some of those beautiful pictures of the animals. That's right. And, and, you know, I learned this past year that some of those pictures are taken by your interns and stuff that's working. And I'm just blown away by how beautiful those those shots are that you guys share and let's talk about that membership just a little bit because um i know it's really my family's really enjoyed it you pay one time a year and Mm -hmm. you can get in all year and then of course to the events and things but one thing that's really cool that i don't think a lot of people know is you can use your caldwell zoo membership to get into other zoos all over the nation for either a discounted rate or for free as well so we, we have definitely used it on multiple occasions. Yeah, so that's that, cool. is, that is correct. The, one of the, the perks of membership that people don't really pay attention to, I guess, or are not aware of is a better way of putting mm-hmm. it. But like you said, usually most of the zoos that are in, in the Association of Zoos and Aquariums offer at least some sort of discounted admission. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a great opportunity. Plus, the the membership also offers you a discount in our food service areas and our our gift shop gift as shop. well. Yep. 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 Which is really. Is cool. there anything else you'd want to tell our visitors? Or yes, come see us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we went we yeah. went through that two month period last year with with COVID being closed from March and through uh, middle of May, and it just really made us really appreciate our visitors because it was a eerie feeling walking mm-hmm. around the zoo with no visitors there and so we we always love uh, our visitors and appreciate their support and uh, look forward to having them out each and every day mm-hmm. so yeah you. come come visit the zoo come meet some of tyler's unique locals <laughs> at yeah. the zoo feed feed some lettuce to some of the giraffes and we release a new episode every month of the rambling roses podcast so make sure to check that out and cindy i want to know from our listeners what their favorite animal is yeah i mean my favorite animal is a baby whatever it is <laughs> whatever a it baby is. i want to see it because they're so cute so let us know you can follow us on all social media channels at visit tyler and let us know what your favorite animal is in the comments to keep that conversation going. Visit us on our website, visitteller.com. And until next time, have, have a rosy day. day. Hi folks, I'm Bob Malden and I want you to take a walk with me on my video series, Walking with Bob. Follow our City of Tyler Facebook page and YouTube channel for new videos monthly as I find the right City of Tyler employee to answer your pressing questions. What's up with my water bill? What are the rules about bikes on Tyler's trails? How do I recycle large items? You need the answers? I go get them. Walking with Bob. Get the latest videos by following us on Facebook and subscribing on YouTube. Hi, I'm Bob Malden. And I'm Julie Goodgame, inviting you to listen to Roses and Weeds. A City of Tyler podcast where we get off into the weeds of local government. Join us as we talk to the experts on issues happening in our community. New episodes drop once a month and are available wherever you get your podcasts.